Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Well, I thought it was going to be an interesting game. And the question was, coming into Sunday Night Football, which I'm guessing most of you finished off your absolute buffet of football excess, with the SEC returning, with all of the fun that we had, all of the ability to just dive in and gorge ourselves, were the Saints going to be okay? Were the Packers for real? I would say those are the two primary questions that were sort of looming over Sunday Night Football. Was Drew Brees, who's still playing without Michael Thomas, granted, was Drew Brees and the Saints' window still open to win a championship? Remember the Saints, sorry to bring it up, New Orleans fans, three straight seasons losing in the playoffs on the final play. Minnesota miracle, the should-have-been-called pass interference leading into an overtime field goal by the Rams to go to the Super Bowl, and then the the catch in the end zone by the Minnesota Vikings to eliminate them by their tight end who may have pushed off in the back left corner down in the Superdome. By the way, that tight end, incredible catch in the game against the Tennessee Titans in a losing effort. Just an absolutely man play there. But... Was the Saints' window still open? Does Drew Brees still have the mojo? Does he still have the spice to win another Super Bowl down in the Big Easy? Conversely, was the Packer wins in the NFC North, dominant wins over the Vikings and over 
the Lions, was it fool's gold? Going on the road, I know it's not like a typical dome environment that you would experience in the Superdome going up against the Saints. But going on the road, was this Packer offense for real? And I think leaving Sunday Night Football, the answer is the Packers are definitely for real. They've now put up 122 points. That's the most in team history through three games. And the Packers have had a pretty good offensive history, particularly in recent years with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. So for this to be the most points they've ever scored through three games and for them to pull away the way that they did against the Saints tells me a lot. It tells me that the Packers right now are probably the best team in the NFC. And we'll get into that a little bit during the course of the show. I think maybe at the top of hour two, I'll dive into the 3-0 and teams and tell you which ones really stand out to me and which ones feel for real. But spoiler alert, the Packers definitely feel for real as they are now 2-0. and Now, we're not done with week three yet because we have an incredible game going on between the Chiefs and the Ravens to close out week three. Maybe the best game of the regular season. Certainly the best Monday Night Football game we're going to have all season. Patrick Mahomes going up against Lamar Jackson. So that is something to be looking forward to, even if you didn't feel like you got to see every game. I watched so much college football on Saturday and so much NFL on Sunday. It felt amazing to be able to just dive into the cornucopia of football excess. And that's what I do every Saturday and Sunday. I basically watch college football from 11 a.m. my time on Saturday, and I don't finish watching football until the Sunday night football game ends up on Sunday. Now, there are other things I'm doing during the course of the day. I got kids. I help flag football. We had soccer. Got young kids. Got games to go to. Good thing about having a phone. You can sit there on the sideline, be able to keep tabs on everything that's taking place. So there were a ton of big takeaways. And we're going to talk about a lot of those big stories. We're going to talk with Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach, scheduled to in the third hour of the program to talk about his big win over LSU. We'll talk with my buddy from Fox Bet Live, Todd Furman. We'll also talk about basically every team in the NFL and every game that mattered in college football. So buckle up. And if you're only in your car, as I know some of you are, for 10 or 15 minutes and you're only going to hear a small portion of our football talk today, you've absolutely positively got to subscribe to the podcast and make sure that you can hear, especially on Football Mondays, a breakdown of basically the entire gridiron landscape and you don't miss anything at all. So that was the big takeaway. The question was, are the Saints still the Saints and are the Packers on a different level offensively? And even without Devontae Adams, the answer is yes. 122 points for the Packers through three games. The Packers are for real. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I also think that the Saints may have passed their window. We'll see when Michael Thomas comes back what the exact scenario is going to be. But if I were betting right now who's going to win the NFC South, I think you have to, even though they lost week one, I think you have to say that the Bucs are looking better that Tom Brady and the trajectory of this Bucks offense is looking better than what we are seeing right now from the Saints. Now, 
The Saints have started slow before. They've gotten hot as the season progresses. But when you keep having to use Taysom Hill, and they had the disastrous fumble as a result in a tie game, when you keep having to use Taysom Hill as frequently as the Saints do, you have the most successful passer in the history of the NFL. And I understand the seduction of Swiss Army Knife Taysom Hill, who seems like he can do everything, but you've got Drew Brees already. If you are bringing in Taysom Hill as often as the Saints are, to me, what that is telling me is that the Saints don't feel like Drew Brees is the same player that he has been over time. He's 41, but Brady's 43, but it feels like Brady's 43 is a younger, stronger, shouldered 43 than Drew Brees. We'll have to see. It's still early, but I am not buying stock right now in the New Orleans Saints, even in the NFC South. I'd be inclined to buy stock right now in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The other biggest game in the NFL that most of you were watching Sunday afternoon that I was watching, Russell Wilson has basically, it appears to me, if he stays healthy, got the MVP locked up. DK Metcalf, one of the all-time dumbest plays that a player can make. Celebrating too early, getting Leon leaded, having the ball knocked out of your hand too early. Notwithstanding that, DK Metcalf is almost uncoverable right now as a compatriot of Russell Wilson. And so if you are watching the Seahawks, Seahawks can't get anybody off the field defensively. But to me, what the early part of this NFL season has been all about is defense is dead. You got to be able to score 30 plus or your team has really no chance of putting together any kind of substantial winning streak. And so you start to look at the 3-0 teams out there in the NFL right now. The Buffalo Bills are a quintessential example of this. They were a defensive-driven team. Suddenly, Josh Allen has turned into Jim Kelly. He's throwing the ball all over the field. And they're making plays, the likes of which we never saw this Buffalo Bills offense ever make before. It's as if Sean McDermott finally said, you know what? We can't keep winning games 20-17, to 17-14, to 14. It's time to make big-time splashes on offense. The Baltimore Ravens playing tonight against the Chiefs. Both of those teams. Baltimore's the quintessential 2000 Ravens defense. A lot of people think about the greatest ever. They didn't score a touchdown for a month with Trent Dilfer as quarterback. Now it's going to be a shootout. By the way, I like the Chiefs. Four and one start for our six-pack. We went five and one last week. Four and one. We took the Chiefs plus four on Friday. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
So many different NFL and college football stories to discuss. Just came out of Todd Furman. We're scheduled to be joined by Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach uh, in the next hour. And I imagine that conversation will be pretty interesting. We talked about what a big win it was for Mississippi State. I mean, historically a big win. We talked a lot about Oklahoma, Choklahoma, as many people would call them over the years. Second straight year, they have lost as major favorites against Kansas State. This one arguably worse because they were at home and it was a situation where, frankly, they never, ever should have been in a position to lose that football game after being up 21 at home. And instead they did. They lose 38-35. Texas survived 63-56. Both the Big 12 Lions, we'll say, the biggest brands in the Big 12, the teams that typically are the straws that stir the drink in the Big 12, nearly went down within a few hours of each other and so to me that was a big takeaway that was a big storyline coming out of college football but I don't know about you and everybody out there listening but all 14 SEC teams playing and those games taking place all throughout the course of the day from noon eastern until well after 10 o'clock when the university or 11 o'clock when the university of tennessee finally got an unbelievable lucky bounce against south carolina if you weren't watching that game tennessee punted looked like south carolina was going to get the ball down four with a chance to come back and drive and try to get a winning touchdown would have been unlikely but the way they'd move the ball uh, no timeouts about a minute and a half to go instead one of their guys is blocking And he's got his back turned to the ball. It bounces off of him. Tennessee recovers it and wins the game. And as a result, Tennessee now has won seven games in a row. It was a crazy ending, right? It started with a noon kickoff. And Kyle Trask, who I told a lot of you who listen to this program, you're going to remember me saying this. If you had told me that I had to point to one guy in college football who could have a Joe Burrow-like rise this season playing for a good team and lead his team into national championship caliber discussion, Heisman Trophy, candidacy, it would be Kyle Trask. And that's because there's a little bit of similarity between Trask and Burrow. Gets the job, doesn't have a lot of time as a junior to really get the flow and the feel of his teammates. You'll recall that Kyle Trask took over after Felipe Franks got his leg broken against Kentucky. Kyle Trask came in and almost immediately had success but it wasn't yet his team. And then he got an entire offseason, much like Joe Burrow did. And so much of the discussion today for people talking about what happened over the weekend in college football is about K.J. Costello. And for good reason, he threw for over 600 yards. But when you look at the storylines, Kyle Trask went out and threw six freaking touchdown passes. And usually that would be the overall number one story. But then K.J. Costello pulled off the upset like he did, and a lot of people didn't notice Kyle Trask. So that was a big part of the story from college football. Also, Dub, your Auburn team, we had Greg Sankey on Friday, the commissioner of the SEC. And I said, hey, commissioner, on some level, aren't you looking forward to new controversies and it being like a busted call, a blown call, everybody being convinced that their team, that the the SEC is out to get them, Instead of, hey, whether you're going to play or not or all the uncertainty surrounding the COVID testing and everything else, that non-touchdown call, 
could have changed everything. And I say that. I know, Dub, you were on Kentucky plus the seven and a half as well. Kentucky scored, and it should have been, if my math is right, and I think my math is right here, it would have basically made the score 14 to eight probably at halftime. Kentucky would have been up six. Instead, inexplicably, the SEC officials on the field missed the touchdown. And then they also missed the touchdown doing the replay review. And so then they throw an interception, which Auburn picks off, returns 100 yards for a touchdown. And I think they were like, oh my God, we blew this. Let's see if we can find a foul in the background. And luckily they found a targeting foul, so they took that off. I mean, it was just a totally wild end to the half. And I felt like Kentucky got completely screwed. You're an Auburn grad and an Auburn fan. Do you agree that that was totally the wrong call? I mean, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, but the fact that they, A, missed it on the field, and then B, went to the cameras, went to the review, took some good time trying to figure it out, and still said that he was short of the goal. I mean, half of his body was in the end zone. I think it was the worst call I've ever seen in my life, and that's coming from someone who has a big interest in Auburn University football. Yes. It was insane to me how that was not a touchdown. And then you mentioned it. The very next play, they throw up, you know, what we thought was a pick six. The referees go back. That was I mean, the definition of a makeup call right there and deserved <laughs> it. Really, so. I mean I felt like it was like nineteen nineties NBA when the makeup call was like a staple of everything. You know, you blow one call on the other end and they'd immediately come back down and make up for it. I, I, I think look We saw this happen in the Titans game where you have – I hate when I see fouls, like flags thrown for plays that really don't have anything to do with on-the-field results. Does that make sense to you? Like, if for anybody out there who watched the Vikings-Titans game, there was a pick six for the Titans, and they ran it in. There was absolutely no way that anybody on the Vikings were going to be able to make a play on it. And they got Javon Curse for a block. Javon Curse. They got a guy that the Titans hope is going to be Javon Curse. They got uh, Jadavion Clowney behind him for a uh, for a blindside block. By the way, Javon Curse is driving around his car right now. He's like, dude, I've been retired for a decade. Why are you calling me out for a blindside block? Jadavion Clowney. They get him for a block that has nothing to do with the play. And I felt like, I don't know if you agree with me, Dub, on that targeting call, if it doesn't change the outcome of the play, then most of the time, to me, you shouldn't throw the flag, right? Like, if you're, you'll see this happen a lot of times in the NBA. I use this example again. But if, like, they think that a guy might have gotten touched, but he still makes the layup, they're like, okay, no harm, no foul. If he gets hit and he misses the layup, a lot of times you'll hear the late whistle. If it doesn't impact the overall outcome of the play, I don't think the flag should be thrown. But there I did because they had missed the touchdown to such an extent. And it always seems like whenever you have a missed call like that, there's a mushroom cloud moment where the missed call gets taken to the next level, right? Uh, And I hate to bring up Steve Bartman, but Cubs fans, before they won their first World Series, know what I'm talking about. Bartman reaches out over Moises Alou, and that wasn't the the, the play that changed everything, that, that there were a couple of other major plays that happened in that inning. But that was the linchpin to allow the badness to happen. And it feels like a lot of times when there's a missed call, that's what happens. Not only is the call wrong, but then it's manifested even worse by a play later, right? If Kentucky had gone ahead and scored on the next play or the play after, 
uh, then nobody would have been sitting around saying, oh my God, Kentucky got screwed, but instead they didn't. By the way, also, I didn't think Alabama looked very good. And I don't know, I know they got up 35-3 and Nick Saban kind of called the dogs off and as a result, you know, we didn't get the cover in that game, even though I feel like if Alabama had needed to win by 28 or more, they would have. But that was not a Nick Saban-like performance from Alabama. It didn't seem clinical. It didn't seem disciplined. I know Alabama is still obviously very, very talented. But I don't know about you, but they went to they went to the new quarterback, the five-star stud, Bryce. What's his name? Is it Bryce Love? Mac, Am I right about that? Mac Jones? No, no. Mac Jones is the starter, the five-star that came in to take oh, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I was. I was too far gone at that point in the second half of the. You were too day. drunk to know yeah, what was going on exactly. in that game. Well, it was a late night game, and I was still paying a lot of attention because I wanted to know whether or not Alabama was going to cover. So I was slipping back and forth between the Tennessee South Carolina game and that one, and I was just curious what exactly was going to happen. And this guy is supposed to be the next, you know, great Bryce Young. Sorry, uh, Bryce Young is supposed to be the next great, guy, you know, the next great transcendent college football star. And so Alabama wanted to get him work, and I think it's smart to get your backups maybe more work than normal because, frankly, with this coronavirus where you're maybe going to have to play more guys, maybe you're going to have some guys who test positive, it probably makes sense to bring in more guys. But I didn't think Alabama looked very good. I also didn't think Texas A&M looked very good. And they're now in year three of Jimbo Fisher. They're paying him $75 million guaranteed, $7.5 million a year. They weren't very good. And Georgia... Georgia was just atrocious in the first half against Arkansas. Give Arkansas some credit, Barry Odom's defense, at least for the first half. But they were so bad, Arkansas was, in the second half. They managed to get a cover for some people. They were leading 10-5 to with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. And they ended up losing by 27 against Georgia. I don't think Georgia has a quarterback. We'll see what happens with JT Daniels, whether he ever gets cleared or not. But to me, Georgia looks su- substantially worse than Florida if you're kind of looking down the line based on seeing the debut. But to me, just being able to watch all 14 of those SEC teams, Greg Sankey and the SEC managed to be the first college football conference to have every single scheduled game played and have every team in action in college football in a conference on the same weekend and that's a tremendous success story. I hope it continues next week. What else stood out to you? Well, I was just going to say the Georgia quarterback situation is not looking very pretty. And I say that as an Auburn fan again, because that's who Auburn is playing in week two is Georgia. So That's a big game all of a sudden all happening. Of a sudden, and by the way, Texas early. A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M is going on the road against Alabama, which is another massive game for both of those teams. Yeah, so we thought this week one was amazing. Just wait a few more days till week two rolls around. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Big win for the Packers last night. They look for real, maybe the best team I think they are in the NFC through three weeks. We've been talking a lot about them. Encourage you to make sure you download the podcast. Biggest win, though, of the weekend in college football. How about Mike Leach and Mississippi State going on the road and upsetting the defending national champion LSU Tigers? We are joined now by the head coach of Mississippi State, Mike Leach. I think the last time we talked, Coach, uh, we were breaking down the Tiger King and uh, and whether we thought that Joe Exotic was going to be able to get paroled. And you went down and you kind of became your own Tiger King. Mike the Tiger is the mascot on Baton Rouge. And you guys went down and, my goodness, the uh, SEC-CBS Game of the Week 
What did you expect, and where did K.J. Costello throw in for over 600 yards and five touchdowns rank in your expectations? If I had told you, hey, Coach, I think you guys are going to be hot. I think you're going to have incredible success, and K.J. Costello is going to throw for over 600 yards and five touchdowns, and you're going to beat LSU, would you have believed that that was possible going into the game? Uh, It's funny you mention that. They stuck me on a Tiger King – meme there um put my face <laughs> on joe exotic and and uh uh which i don't know if that's a compliment or not but anyway it's uh uh joe exotic's got a big audience uh, as far as far as predicting it first of all i thought kj played well and he played better than i thought he would and i thought he would play good um <clears throat> the biggest thing that he did well uh he's the same guy Every time, even if he turned it over, he would come out swinging the next series and did a good job electrifying and stabilizing our sideline. Um, so I thought, you know, just his composure and and uh, kind of presence, I think, was huge for us. As far as um, predicting we'd beat LSU, this is not a, a business for particularly rational people. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, on Sunday night after we wrap up the last game, I'm not altogether sure we can beat Starkville Junior High, uh, <laughs> but somewhere around Thursday, I'm pretty sure that uh, you know that uh, we can beat the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of a evolving thing. I mean, at least in my case. Um, you know, as you focus in, as you break it down, as you start to see the vision, as you um, uh, get out there and work and kind of get pumped up uh, from the practices and stuff, um, you know, then uh, it's it's a fairly dramatic shift, to be perfectly honest. I know you've been in a lot of winning locker rooms over the years, but 2020 has been, as you know, and everybody out there listening knows, just an absolutely insane year. Did it feel more gratifying to get a win like this in a year like this, given what you've got to go through, what your kids have to go through, the coaching staff, everybody else just to play? You know, maybe a little bit today, but um, in the course of the game, as you're heading up there and doing the whole process, uh, you're kind of too busy for all that, really. Um, you know, I don't want to minimize it or make it not fun, but um, you're kind of sidetracked, you know. It's interesting because on one level, emotion's important, right? Emotion is important in so much of life. But also, it seems to me on the sideline that you're a guy who tries to respond to great success or great failure almost with a a particular equanimity, right? Like you're very even-tempered on the sideline. Is that by design, or have you always been like that? I think it's a little of both. I think, first of all, I think you've got to focus and move on uh, to the next uh, play. You know, I mean, it's between calling plays even if something great happened or something devastating happened, I'm thinking of the next one, you know, thinking of, you know, how do we handle the the team? How do we handle the sideline? Do we got to pump them up? Do we got to settle them down? And so some of it's that, uh, some of it's that, but also I do think, um, and I think emotion is very important for football as far as going out there and being intense and it being very meaningful for you to, uh, with the guy across from you. 
but also there's got to be a stability to that. There's got to be kind of a, uh, you know, your fundamentals, your technique, uh, a focus on your job within that intensity, you know, and, um, uh, in some positions, it's more important than others uh, to be the same guy every play. I think quarterbacks, it's definitely important. Kickers, it's definitely important. I think offensive line, it's pretty important. Uh, but within the context of doing your job, uh, like, you know, running backs, defensive players, you know, where <clears throat> more uh, collisions, more violence, that type of thing. Um uh, some of the best ones are a little edgy, but uh, they don't take their eye off of uh, doing their job. We're talking to Mike Leach, Mississippi State head football coach. Coach, I talked about this earlier in the program. I said there's been a long debate about what you would be capable of with your team and the schemes that you run. And we talked about this, I think, on a long-form conversation that a lot of people loved on the Wins and Losses podcast and that question has been, and I know you were at Kentucky, and so you had some SEC talent at Kentucky, but it's been, hey, you wanted a high level at Texas Tech. You didn't really have SEC caliber players. You wanted a high level at Washington State. You really didn't have SEC caliber players. Does your offense work no matter what, but maybe even a little bit better uh, with SEC caliber players? That's been a big debate for a long time. What could you do with SEC talent? Do you feel like you're starting to find out? Um, I think, I, well, first of all, I think the more talented players, the better your team has a chance to be. But then, you know, the other thing is, is um, you know, uh, sometimes there's a big disparity in resources. And, um, yeah. and you know, in other words, like uh, you know, the difference in our resources at uh, Washington State, whether we won or not, uh, which we beat them most of the time, honestly, but the difference – between resources at uh, Washington State and Oregon uh, was pretty extreme, you know. And um, so if you can, you know, my hope is is that we can get talented enough guys here that even if somebody's better than us, it's 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 only a little bit better. And then we can work, focus, energy, coach, uh, play our way through it, you know. How did you get your team to buy into your scheme and your system so quickly? Because a lot of times you see teams have a lot of, uh, you know, growing pains, for lack of a better term. You go out and get one of the biggest wins in Mississippi State history in your very first week, and you didn't even have spring ball, really, right? I mean, this is kind of unprecedented to have this much success. What do you attribute that to? Well, we didn't have a lot of spring. Uh, we didn't have any spring ball. We did get some off season, and that was cut short. And then we, um, uh, I thought we had a pretty focused camp from the standpoint. Um, uh, you know, the, well, I guess what made camp tough is you don't have the guys kind of sequestered, living together, all for one, one for all. And you know, there's no two a days, no you know, uh, the night meetings, all that other stuff so much because, um, not that you may not meet at night, but you know how it goes throughout the whole day during a typical camp. Um, cause school was going on. I mean, it's, uh, the day we started football practice was the day that school started here at Mississippi state. And so it was like trying to fit camp in and more like a, uh, uh, during the season schedule because school had already begun. And um, so I think there were some challenges there. I, I, uh, 
as coaches, we talked a lot about just uh, being kind of simple and specific about what we were doing. One, because our team didn't know um, the package. You know, I mean, when you're when you get really strong, <clears throat> the guys at the front of the line can tell the guys at the back of the line. Uh, what to do and can show them and are good examples for it. Uh, but if you're putting something new in, then all that example and all that stuff's got to come from the coaches. And um, But when walking to and from the locker room, in the locker room, playing video games, they can talk about their assignment, their technique, or you know this blitz or this route or something like that. I think it, it really duplicates your efforts. So we didn't have the advantage of that, but we tried to be clear, tried to be clear as much as we could, as specific as much as we could. We had quite a few walkthroughs so they could visualize it because the walkthroughs are quicker and uh, less taxing. And then, uh, especially as you get closer to the season, um, we had uh, oh, longish practices leading up, you know, as uh, – uh, so more like a camp practice except for long and um and they were pretty physical and um but you know that was the thing just trying to be as precise and specific and the other thing that was kind of tough was you know as a uh, as a new coaching staff you're trying to sort out who can do what and how you put them in a position to feature their talents and do what they do best so you know there was uh kind of more evaluation and moving the parts around than you would you would totally like you know but uh uh we're 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 excited we were an excited group though you know we were pretty excited even with all the distractions had some kind of team leadership emerge uh you know kobe jones errol thompson uh kj costello those guys uh i think have kind of in in sort of the offensive line as a group um, it sort of provided some focus and some, uh, uh, you know, uh, tried to lead by example the best they could and have steadily improved. How long does it – well, let me go first of all to personnel because Kylan Hill is a really, really talented running back and everybody out there knows how many plays he's made. He only carried the ball seven times. But I would think you made him a lot of money in the NFL where everybody wants a back who can prove that he can come out of the backfield and catch as well. He had eight catches for 158 yards, including a long of 75 yards. When did you realize, oh boy, this guy out of the backfield can be special, not just as a runner, but also as a receiver? You know, honestly, it was hit and miss in practice, but I thought he... uh... You know, when the lights were on there in the game, I thought he really uh, rose up. I thought he played well, had 190 total yards, which is pretty good no matter who you are. And, um, you know, he's a guy that can accelerate very quickly. I'm not uh, sure how fast he is exactly. He's faster if somebody's chasing him. I know that. And then um, (laughs) – but he he accelerates quickly. And then the other thing is – He's a guy that's kind of built for combat. So, um, you know, he can run through and drive through stuff, too. So, um, but he's, he's a talented guy. And then the other thing, you know, I'd love to hog a bunch of credit for his hands and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, Kylan could catch pretty well, um, you know, when we got here. He, he was, had pretty good hands. 
We're talking to Mike Leach, uh, Mississippi State head football coach, huge win over LSU uh, in the uh, in the first game of the season. When you win a game like that, how long does it take, even though you're pretty stoic on the sideline, how long does it take to come back down after that game? So you win, you get do the interview, uh, had the great line about the reason we had to play LSU was because the Packers and the Chiefs and whoever else, the Patriots, were already scheduled for somebody else. But how long does it take for you to come back down, for lack of a better way? Like, you know, do you sleep that night, or is your is your adrenaline still rolling so much it's almost impossible? I don't sleep much, win or lose. You know, I mean, it, it, it's uh, kind of the whole post mortem evaluation. Some of it's just you're excited because you won, but then um, also uh, forcing yourself to focus on what you need to improve on. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, basically, I thought we we fought really hard. We tried really hard. We were explosive but sloppy. <laughs> and there's a lot of things we can tighten up. But um, so you, 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 I stay up. I think about that. Uh, so a certain amount of nervous energy. My wife at some point gives up and goes to bed. I stay up some more. Um, I write. I write notes. Um, and then are you lose, watching film then, or what are you doing? Like when you have that nervous energy, are you going back? Or are you just watching random? Are you going? Are you on Twitter sending out the pumpkin spice tweet? Like what? Like how do you fill that nervous energy? Uh, that, that was uh, that was on the plane. I think I, I can't remember. I think that was on the plane. I did that. But um, well, and then if you lose. It's a constant uh, debrief evaluation, top to bottom. You know, what did we miss? What could we have done better? Uh, kind of reevaluating the week. You know, if we, you know, what what could we have done better to prepare our team better to play? And then, um, and you know, which is obviously more haunting, but um, and um, you know, and if you play really well and you lose. That's not nearly as haunting as maybe playing uh, uh, winning, but playing terrible. And, you know, the next week, uh, that's not going to be enough to get it done. So, yeah, there's a certain amount of brooding, pacing, wandering around, going for short walks. Uh, You know, just uh, I I wish I could tell you it was – a little more uh, pleasant and exciting than that, but that, and then, but knowing full, but full well, you got to get it packed in because we got to get all the corrections, all the evaluations, um, whether it's uh, the coaches, the players, the film, all the above. We have to get that done by Sunday night, and then uh, we'll have a Sunday practice, which is helmets and shorts, and uh, we're, we'll begin to introduce the new opponent. But at the end of that Sunday practice, we try to make it clear that that previous game's over. And then I try to follow, you know, my own advice and make it over for me, too. So, yeah, I'm back to being stoic now, you know. But so, but I did give that a little bit of a breather for uh, probably 20 hours, you know. And then, uh, uh, but did not sleep much. But it was, uh, I'd say it was a pretty good night, though. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so you're a guy who probably thinks about some of this stuff. Communication-wise, you are going to have your first home game in uh, at Davis Way to Mississippi State. The cowbells are going to be loud. People are going to be fired up wanting to you know cheer on your team after that big LSU win. You've got masks on in theory, too. 
How much harder is communication? Have you thought about that a little bit? Like, you're not used to the cowbells, which is a totally different sound. Already, you know, if you go to a restaurant and somebody's wearing a mask, it's hard to hear what they say. Have you found there to be communication? That's right, right? Charlie Brown's teacher the whole time. That's exactly right. So, have you noticed that it's sometimes hard to communicate through the headsets with the masks, and now you got the, the cowbells and everything else going? Um, I slip the masks down when I talk in the headphone because um, what you just described I don't think is consistently possible. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some muffled thing on the the face mask, I don't think that's very effective. Um, did you think about, did you see like the Andy Reid face shield? You seem like you might have tried some different things. He started to have the fog, fog issue, which is pretty funny in and of itself. It'd be funny if they had a windshield wiper on that Yes. Thing. It would be amazing. Um, no, I, uh, um, I just had the mask, and but I was talking most of the time, so tried to remember to keep it up. The hardest thing's remembering to, and then, uh, and you know, I mean, there's a certain amount of communication where, you know, you have to look, and somebody's got to see your lips move. So we kind of try to keep our our distance, but, but you know, I mean. I've always drawn a lot out of conversation with people if I can see them talk. And um, so uh, it wasn't hard on the headphones. The headphones was pretty clear. The stadium was louder than you would think. So they had, like, you know, there's a percentage capacity they can go. So they had, like, 25,000 people there. And then um, uh, then they got fake people sitting in the stands, which that's almost like a – uh, an episode of Twilight Zone, you know, or The Outer Limits or something. And, and you know, some people like it. I actually think it's kind of creepy. But um, then uh, <clears throat> I checked out the stadium real thoroughly because it was just a great iconic stadium. The dorms are gone, which is a shame. I didn't get to reacquaint myself with Mike the Tiger at the end of the tunnel, which I missed that too. But, um <clears throat> Uh, and then, then, but they do have the traditional H-shaped uh, goalposts. But anyway, it's louder than you think because um, they pipe in. Uh, uh, well, the, the PA system is particularly loud. They pipe in kind of crowd noise. Um, so I don't know. It's it's, it's a little bit more like. Uh, but when it comes to the game itself, I mean just total explosions and you can really hear the hits, but you know, like for example, just to give you an idea, um, you know, so we had to do silent count. It was loud enough. You had to do silent count. You know, I don't think it was as loud as LSU usually is, but it was loud, loud enough that, uh, not having silent count wasn't even a consideration. What was the motive behind the pumpkin spice tweet? So did you have that one planned out no matter what happened, or does, or does the pumpkin spice tweet play as well if you lose? Oh, no, it goes one way. Well, I, to me, it was about the pumpkin spice tweet. It wasn't about anything beyond that. It was just about the pumpkin spice tweet. Uh, so, somebody uh, somebody texted it to me, and I can't even remember who. Uh, I just thought, uh, all right, this one's interesting, and uh, I, put, I put it on there. I wish I could give you a cool backstory, but – for all the stuff that, you know, they send me, hey, this one's cool enough. And yeah, either you make the cut or you don't, you know. When we come back, we'll talk more about the big win over LSU. And I'm going to ask Coach Leach, has he ever thought about coaching on the sideline in a costume for Halloween? 
That, my friends, you're going to want to hear the answer to. That's next. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach with us now. Appreciate him getting up early and hanging with us as we discuss his big win over LSU. You are going to be playing against Nick Saban, coaching against Nick Saban on Halloween, October 31st. Have you ever thought about dressing up on the sideline for a game? And what do you think the psychological value would be both for your team and what do you think Nick Saban would think if, for instance, he looked across the field and you were dressed as a pirate or, you know, some other uh, choice of a costume to coach against him? You know, I don't know. I had, uh, I haven't really thought about that. That'd be kind of wild. Um, Nick does seem like the type of guy that would really get into some costume play, though. Um Oh, but before I forget, hey, what happened? Um, what was the deal with uh, Malzahn dressing like Pat Dye? I saw yeah, that I th- TV, but but I never got to hear what the I didn't get to hear the punchline. Well, I think it was just that uh, you know Pat Dye had uh, died in the off season, and so oh. they decided they were paying homage to uh, to Pat Dye. So it was you know he was dressing like Pat Dye did when he was the coach at Auburn. Oh wow. I recognized it immediately too. There was no no way to miss it. It was yeah, it was simple but real specific. I mean, I'm just loving the idea of you walking across for the pregame handshake, just dressed as a pirate, and what that would do to Nick Saban, right? Like, I I, I just I'm I'm envisioning Saban just having no idea how how to comprehend this. <laughs> That would be kind of funny. Wouldn't that be hysterical um, to see what Saban would think? I mean, if, you, if you're if you 4-0 with Mississippi State and everybody's talking about what a huge game it is and you're trying to show your team, hey, we're going to go out and have some fun, we're going to play loose, and you know, you walked out with a costume dressed as you called the entire game as a pirate, I just think like you had an eye patch, you know, maybe a fake fake uh, p- parrot on the shoulder or something. I just, th- I think you really would get into Saban's head. I-, I think he'd be like staring across, you know, looking at you and have no idea what you were going to do from one play to the next. I think that parrot would get knocked off pretty quick. Cause <laughs> one of those guys slapping you on the back or bumping into people. But, um, you know, it'd be something to think about if I thought my coaches or players would take me seriously at all. Um, <laughs> the other hurdle is, um, is there a rule against it? I mean, could you? Is that do you know if there's a rule against a coach dressing up for Halloween to coach? I don't know if there is or not, but that occurred to me as you mentioned it. And then the other thing was, um, the other thing was, is uh, you know, by game time, I wouldn't say a totally uptight group, but we're kind of a wound up group as coaches. Uh, 
you get to that point. And I don't know. It would be pretty hilarious. So I got to say, if I was a fan, if I was a fan, it'd be fantastic. And I'd report every time, especially if there was a deal where. What if they made that a rule? What if the rule was that you have to you dress up to, for right, Halloween? Kind of thir- yeah, like, I mean, kind you know. Like throwback, you have to dress up? Yeah, like throwback, everybody wears, you know, the normal Thursday, you know, like uh, throwback Thursday, you put up an old photo on Twitter or whatever else. But if ever, like we have a Halloween party every year and, and my wife loves it and we get the house all decked out and everybody that comes to the Halloween party has to be in a costume. You know, I don't want, like, you know, you don't want to be the, the, the you know, only person dressed up at a Halloween costume, but it's also kind of killing the vibe if you're the only people who aren't dressed up at the Halloween costume, right? So you have to come dressed. That would be amazing because Halloween's on a Saturday if they said, okay, every SEC football coach has to wear a costume this year. Hey, what? so what have been some of your costumes? So last year, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. So uh, I was Jon Snow, and my wife was Daenerys Targaryen, and, you know, spoiler alert, we were dressed up as the final episode where the way that their relationship ends. So uh, so my wife had, like, a pallor on her face, you know, powder. Uh, we were, if you remember old school wrestling the last couple of years, we were Macho Man and, uh, and Miss Elizabeth uh, for old school wrestlers. She was obviously Miss Elizabeth, and I was the Macho Man. Um, and so we tried to do couple, you know, husband and wife costumes that right. would be connected. Um, and, and by we, I mean, my wife decides what we're going to be. And then I, you know, she procures the costumes and I just put on whatever she wants me to wear. Right. I'm not really the, the decision maker, but she's got good, good, you know, sort of costume taste to figure out what makes sense for us. You know, the first guy I would call, um, And he could go into business doing this. The first guy I would call is Pat Knight. Pat Knight, Bobby Knight's son, you know, that used to coach you. He's a oh, scout yeah, yeah. for uh, yeah. the Texas Pacers Tech. now, I think. Yeah. So he loves Halloween. As a matter of fact, he had a hand in he and Bobby uh, giving me that uh, that pirate, that stand-up pirate in my office. And um, But, you know, he's good with costumes, too, and those – all the newest stuff. Like I guarantee you, he's Halloween shopping right now, finding some new stuff and um, you know some new costumes, some new like gadgets, technology. He would be my first call, no question. <laughs> I'd get Pat Knight right in the middle of it, and then I would uh, probably get a staff member because on one hand you don't want to be outdone, but uh, so you want kind of a cool costume, yeah, but you want to fit a theme kind of. What if you went as Nick Saban? You could really get into his head if on Halloween you dressed up as Nick Saban. Hey, some kid one time, some kid one time dressed up, dressed up like me. It was a kid. Yeah. Um, dressed up like me when I was tech, and I saw it on like Twitter or something, and it was really good. He did a good job. Um, okay, the best ever that I've seen, um, and Kansas State would do stuff like this. So when you play Kansas State, Manhattan, Kansas, there's only one place to stay, and it's like a Holiday Inn Express. Okay, that's the only place you can stay. So you go in there, and then strategically, we played them around Halloween. 
strategically, they placed a meeting room or a, a, a you know, you have the meeting rooms, right? Okay, so the ballroom right next to the meeting rooms is a frat sorority costume party. <laughs> uh, and it's a frat sorority costume party. You don't know anything to make as big a distraction as they could. Yes. And the very notion that there's anything innocent about it, in my mind's ridiculous. Right. Okay, so this guy was dressed like Bill Snyder. And I mean, the hair was perfect, had the, you know, the hair colored white and, you know, um, and Bill's got kind of distinctive teeth. I don't know how the kid did it, but he made his teeth like Bill Snyder, had the sweater, perfect sweater, had the notebook, the glasses, and then the kicker, because he long, long before there, okay, you can get him now, sort of. But, you know, Nike Cortez is for decades where every kid's favorite. Neither Nike Cortez or the Adidas, you know, with the three stripes, which yeah, probably survived nuclear war. Yes. Okay. And then um, and if you couldn't get those or your parents wouldn't get you those, you'd wear Converse All-Stars. Okay. But um, so Nike Cortez. And then we went like 30 years where there weren't any Nike Cortez. And yet, Bill Snyder, and you'd see him on film, and they'd jump out at you, too. Bill Snyder was always in Nike Cortezes, always had them. And from what I understand now, and this is probably legend that's evolved over the years, I guarantee you spawned by jealousy, um, like with people like me who would def- desperately love a pair of Nike Cortezes, um, but they're so hard to get. And you can sort of get them now. Okay, but... Um, but then, uh, no, no way. Uh, yeah, you'd be lucky to um, even find Nike Cortez's period. Okay, but Bill always had. So then this guy had his shoes and even had the Nike Cortez uh, fixed up so they looked like Nike Cortez's. How do you think and, he got um, the shoes? Okay, so what I've heard, and, you know, um, Kansas State was always a Nike school. And... Um, <clears throat> And so I don't know. He called. Uh, I guess he got a hold of Nike somehow. And then they go to the back room, and they I don't know if they found a. I don't know if they special made them, but it sounds like they found a bunch of boxes of those things because they also have a, a purple stripe, you know, like Kansas State. Yeah. And and so he just got piles of them. I mean, I, it sounds like he's got. Um, He's got, uh, and they claim, I mean, his former assistants claim, he's got boxes of those things. And if he wears that one, he goes to the closet and gets another. Kind of like if you go up to Schroeder's piano and you and you wreck the bust of Beethoven, he's got a closet of them, you know. Coach Leach, we will be watching against Arkansas. Congratulations on a heck of a debut with uh, Mississippi State. And uh, I'm telling you, Think about the pirate costume to go against Nick Saban. I, I just po- tossing it out there. Think about maybe get a rule regulation uh, and, and look into it. But I think it might psychologically throw him off his game. That'd be good because any help we can get for sure. <laughs> that is Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!